The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. America Motormouths presented by Liberty Mutual and no shortage of things to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Schedule condensement, lug nuts, seven time removing his fenders. We're going to get to all of that plus your calls. And it's palindrome day because we have KP and PK. And well, so Nate Ryan spelled backwards, Eton Mayer. Sounds good to me. That's, there we go. I'm just I'm glad you knew it was palindrome day. You never went yes. by E10. I don't really yeah. know if that's a day. I just KPPK. <laughs> yeah, that's my new nickname for you. Yeah. Eton Nair. Eton Nair. Yeah. The phone number to call is 844-NASCAR-NBC. <laughs> or hit us up on social media <laughs> with the hashtag, let me say this. I, somehow we'll get back to this. Somewhere at the end of the show, you're going to have something. Please, bring it back you know. around. Bring it back All to right, us. On today's starting grid, uh, with less than two weeks to go before a new season begins, we're going to chat with IndyCar champion Joseph Newgarden. He is promoting this. Hard to believe. Yeah, this coming next weekend, they're going to be in St. Pete. Can't yeah, believe. Love it. Bring it on. Excited to have Joseph back with us. And also joining us, the GOAT, Ricky Carmichael, previews a historic race on Saturday night. Kyle, you've got to love this. The 50th annual That's crazy. Daytona Supercross. That's wild. Listen, I went to Carmichael University down there. And you got, got kicked out. You got butt kicked by <laughs> eight-year-olds and never went back. But I, that is a great place. And That's speaking of previews, will we get one this weekend when NASCAR visits its new home for the championship in Phoenix? But first, it's time to see what is moving the needle. Nate, a lot of stories. Fans are excited for this. Tony Stewart's back at the Brickyard. He is. Chris, he's going to run the Xfinity race, which will be on the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and this has created some social discussion the last couple of days. Tony Stewart tweeting about it, and Chase Briscoe, who of course runs for Tony Stewart in the Xfinity series for Stewart House Racing, joking about, like, oh yeah, I might be able to teach this guy a thing or two. Hmm. Alright, yes. I'm going to get your thoughts, guys, coming up throughout we'll the next hour. But also, Daytona Speed Week's changing next year. What are the details on this, Nate? So, uh, the most important one, Krista, is that the Clash is moving to Tuesday. It's going to stay at night, but it will be on the road course in 2021, and NASCAR will have Cup teams run their 2020 cars. So, mm-hmm. that'll be the highlight of a truncated six-day schedule of consecutive racing next year. The seldom-used Tuesday race. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is <laughs> set for his first IndyCar test. What can you tell us about this? So he was at Aero McLaren SP uh, Racing in Indianapolis at their shop yesterday to do a seat fitting. And of course, we saw him in Austin last month for the preseason testing there. And he will be in a car at uh, Barber Motorsports Park testing. Uh, We know he's not going to run any races this year, but it certainly looks like road and street courses in IndyCar next year, I think we'll see the seven-time champ. Yeah, we've kind of seen him dabble around. He spoke with Lee Diffie a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. Can't wait for that. All right, let's. Let, you want to get to the phone, Kyle? Hey, listen, to? we'll do whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just talk, people. What do you guys want to talk about? Right. Lighten up after yeah. that. All Lighten right, up. got the news from Etan. Etan. Yeah. Now we're gonna hit the <laughs> calls. Let's go to uh, that was, that was Carl Lurak. If you're playing the palin, <laughs> I won't. Okay. I won't do we're it. Right that. We're done. Carl. <laughs> Carl. What, what's your <laughs> question? Just Carl. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Uh, yeah, I wanted to know what is the infant. 
will put on this race now, building the notebook information, knowing that this race is going to be the championship race now? Hmm. Well, it's a good question, and I think it's come up a lot this week, people realizing, hey, we're going to be going to the same track that the championship finale is going to be deciding. We haven't had that chance in the last couple of years, especially with Homestead Miami being the final yeah. race. I think there's, there's a couple things happening. One, you have that lower downforce package, which we haven't seen for a year. So that's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for many teams just to sort of go back to what they were doing in 2018 to assess that and also to see how different this affects racing from last year. Add in Goodyear has bringing a new tire, which is a little softer. So there's a lot of things to learn. I, I don't like to put a lot of you know crescents in this race in terms of, yeah. hey, whoever's great here is going to be great in the championship finale because – the way I look at it is, for whatever reason, whenever we went down to Homestead Miami the last couple of years with this championship four format, those four drivers rose up every time. It was always, you had to beat one of those four to go True. probably win the race and to win the championship. So I look at it as, yes, whoever's going to be good historically, I look at Kevin Harvick, that sort of thing. He was great there when his lower down force. But when you think about what, how much is going to change over the course of the season, yeah. I just don't, I don't see it playing out. So I think I don't put a lot of yeah. crescents to saying if you're not good here and you're in the championship, you're going to be yeah. not good. I, I think there's the key. I, I, I think in, if we go back to a time when they ran Atlanta early and Atlanta last, um, you could. There, there was that opportunity, Riverside first, Riverside last. There was that opportunity. Um, but I think we see advancements from week to week in this sport now, and we see changes from week to week in this sport Understand that Chevy will be going to Phoenix for the third race on this body style. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me they're going to they're gonna go back with exactly what they were at the end of the season on where they were the third race with this body. They're not. They're going to learn. They're going to evolve. Um, I think they get a notebook. They start a notebook. But it's not the definitive notebook. And the guy that runs well here this race may not even be in the race. Exactly. We've seen that before. Okay. Come back. I'm going to let Nate jump in on this next one. We're going to stick with Phoenix theme. We're going to stick uh, with our callers in Ohio. Hi, Marvin. Hi, Krista. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Nate. And good eye, Nate Parker. Great. I mean, uh, Parker. Hey. Great day <laughs> Thank you. you. Yes. Yes. Just in London. Thanks. <laughs> I think that's what you were referencing. <laughs> what's, your, what's your question, Marvin? Uh, my question for you guys at the desk is uh, who's going to win the poll and who is going to win the race out in the desert this weekend? And uh, my pick oh. is Chase Elliott. Ooh, That's right. a good pick. I got to fix I my fantasy. I was going to put you on the spot when I said. Yeah, I, I, I have no <laughs> prognostications for you here, Marvin. Uh, but I, I think that Toyotas have been strong there, certainly, and they have a lot to prove after Fontana. So I'd, yep. I'd watch for them. But Chase Elliott's a good pick, too. So we just put the odds up and did a little bit on hashtag in the wall, the YouTube show we're doing. And my smart pick is Chase Elliott at 12 to 1, but my safety pick was Kevin Harvick at 6 to 1 because. I just think going to lower down force, how good he's been at Phoenix, yeah. this opens up the door for Kevin Harvick to be very good this weekend. I don't know who's winning. The I'm not giving anything out because I'm, listen. No, they're holding it back? I moved up in the fantasy oh, league. Oh, this I moved up in the fantasy My man here won. My man here kicked him. Yeah, you killed him. All right, let's go. So I moved up, so I'm playing it close right now. I agree, Chase. Okay, let's let's head to Maryland. Hi, Bob. Do you have a question for the guys? Yeah, hi. Everybody's been talking about the – single lug nut now in the future and everybody's been talking about how it'll be faster but do you think this will make the uh knock accidentally knocking off the valve stem a thing of the past or is it still possibly going to get hit by the gun so i i, I gotta think about that for a second because where is it even located in this wheel i had <laughs> yeah, i'd have to see it i'd yeah. have to see one of these wheels closer up because the way the yeah. wheel is designed now the current wheel we have it has a very open dish where the yes. valve stem is very exposed but when you look at that newer wheel 
it's very much like a road car wheel where it almost can be hidden a little bit by the spokes, et cetera. Yeah. So I, and you don't have, you know, a lot of times that Velstam got knocked off by the gun just almost still being there too long, you know what I mean? And then yeah. wheels start spinning or a lug nut, you won't have the lug nuts coming off. So I, I think it, it won't, you won't see that as much. No. I, I will say if we do get a lug nut hung in a caliper, it'll be a total wreck. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think if, lug, my, if that lug nut finds itself in a caliper, in a caliper, you've got bigger issues. You got bigger issues. Way bigger That's issues. Exactly right. You were just okay. waiting for that. I'm morning. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hey, sorry. I would That's be, a great question. I would man. be until we, until you see where the valve stem is, it's yeah. tough to. I would to be remiss. That. We just had a call from Bob. I mean, if I didn't say Bob spelled backwards. Okay. Yeah. How do you let that one oh, pass? You're not Move it on. No, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave you hanging. All right, let's head to Vegas. Parker, you always want to head to Vegas. I like Vegas. Vegas is fun. Paul, what would you like to talk about? Hi, Paul. Hey, guys. Just a quick question. I'm a fan of Tony Stewart, and it's going to be great seeing him back into an Xfinity car running the road course at Indy. But my question is, shouldn't it be a a little bit more tough for a driver who is inducted and has been inducted into the Hall of Fame to step into a car again when – it, they have to be out of a car for a certain, uh, you know, certain amount of time before they can even reach the ballot. I mean, I just wanted to see what your takes were on that. Yeah, let's take his Hall of Fame status away from him because he's getting in the, no, no. I, mean, I joke, I joke. Listen, I think once you get to the to the status of a Tony Stewart, of a Jeff Gordon, of a Jimmy Johnson. I don't care, man. Yeah. You're, you're Hall of Fame no matter what. You're in, and if those guys want to go back and run some races and do some stuff, and, and I, I'm excited for Tony to run the road course. Obviously, he's run the oval, uh, the, the big track, and Indy cars, and just about anything with four wheels. So to be back there and run this for a first time, I, I'm excited. I just have one response to Paul. It's, it's a good question, yes. but in the last years of his life, David Pearson was still running dirt tracks yes. in South Carolina. Yeah. So. I don't think yeah. anybody wanted to step in and say, hey, yeah. sorry, Mr. 105 career wins. That's right. You can't be running dirt yeah. tracks anymore because you're in the NASCAR Hall of Fame right now. I think, I think you can have dispensation yeah. for guys who run. I agree. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Okay, let's head to Michigan. Jeremy, are you on the line? No? Okay. Lost Jeremy. What, what, so what, we had lug nuts. I knew we would get the lug nuts question. That's the first time we've ever lost a call. Yeah. Well, it's because I didn't hit the touch screen. Oh, it was okay. my fault. I didn't, Jeremy doesn't palindrome well. Screen. I think that's Jeremy, why. That was, yeah. was going to take me a minute. Hold on. Let me while no, Jeremy's asking his question. I'll, do you have any more calls? I know, yeah, we do have Jeremy. Okay, I just go. said I, I was a little, I jumped okay. the gun there. Jeremy, we've got you. I'm sorry. Hello? Hello. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. What's your question? Hi. Um, do you guys think a poll winner should, should get a playoff point? A pole winner mm. should get a playoff point. Playoff point? That, no. Because it's too valuable. Yeah. That's too big for winning the pole. Uh, should they get a ham? Maybe a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah. A ham sandwich would be nice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I've seen so many series over the years, and Kyle butt in anytime, yeah. but you see series all the time trying to make qualifying, yeah. you know, throughout the racing world more valuable or to make it, trying to put, like, put more weight on qualifying. And I, I just, I never really found... You know, the time where I've said, like, yep, that was the, yeah. that's the thing we needed. I just never felt like it did anything. So I, I don't see a reason. Qualifying has always been, hey, let's set a field yeah. to see who's the fastest on that day so that you have that little advantage for the race. But right. it's never been like, let's give you the whole, yeah. you know, right. kit and caboodle because you yeah. won the and qualifying. The, and, you know, they changed the point system to what it is now to simplify it. If we start giving out a point for this or a point for that or a bonus for this, then then it gets complicated again. Now we're now we we've, we've opened up another can of worms. So I'm not I'm not totally for no for that. I think all. like what we saw with group qualifying last year, yeah. and I think that's an example. Of what you're saying, Parker, 
qualifying should be procedural. It shouldn't yeah. be about like competition yeah. Yeah. as much. I know there's comp- yeah. competition that's part of it, but yeah. to me it's more procedure. It's yes. not about yeah. awarding points. Really. Yeah. When you're on the okay. top of that leaderboard, yeah. that is an award in itself. Yeah. That's right. enough. All right. But Jeremy got you guys talking. I like he that. Did. Yeah. He did. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. head to, to Tennessee. Hi, Brian. What would you like to ask the guys? Well, that we're on the subject of the poll winners. Maybe at speed weeks, um, running the road course, that they could throw the trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup all together for the pole winners. Hey, what's your name? Brian. Brian. Brian, I like you, dude. I, I like you. I like Bring you. Bring it on. I like you. I've said that for a number of years to, to run the Xfinity and the trucks at the same time on the same racetrack. They, they used to do this. If we go back in, to the very beginning of Daytona and the sport, when they ran the convertibles and the hard tops mm-hmm. on the racetrack yep. at the same time, and the 24-hour race, they run multiple classes right. at the same time. Yeah. I just think it would be, as long as we're trying things, I just think it would be really cool to try and experiment and run a couple of different series or a couple of different groups, whether it be the truck and the Xfinity on a racetrack at the same time, just to see what it was like. And if man. you're going to run the Rolex 24 layout, why not yeah, do it? Why not? Rolex 24 why not? Style and why class not? Racing. Why not? Although it would be total I like chaos. That, man. Although we don't you. want Bowser yeah. performance in there, probably. So I don't I like know if we want that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. I see that you know some of the funniest stuff on iRacing is when people put up races where it's all three t- series yeah. at once. Yeah. And people love that, and it's hilarious. And yeah. they do that. You know, they mix all sorts of different cars. I think it'd be a hell of a show. So yeah. why not? It's entertaining. Entertainment. Yeah. All right, this is entertainment. This hour is just pure entertainment. Yes, it is. All right, we're going to continue with your calls. Also, up next, NASCAR has been churning for a month, but there is another series that has not yet turned a lap. That all changes next weekend, and our NBC team will be there. We're talking IndyCar with the champ. 2019's Joseph Newgarden joins us next. Sunday, March 15th in St. Petersburg, IndyCar takes the green flag for a new season on NBCSN. And this May, NBC is home to the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. Now, earlier today, I spoke with reigning series champion Joseph Newgarden about his aspirations to cross over into NASCAR and what he thinks Jimmy Johnson can do in open wheel. I'd love to do more in motorsport. And and what I like that's happening right now, uh, just across all the platforms, is it just has this old school feel to racing again, where you know everyone wants to drive everything, and uh, we're all supportive of of different platforms. Look, there's none of this. Hey, we're better than you, or you know we don't think your series is as good. Um, that's just to me, it's always been silly to act like that. I mean, I I love NASCAR racing, I love IndyCar racing, sports cars, Formula One. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm just a race fan. And I think a lot of drivers are like that. And so to see a guy like Jimmy Johnson, who has an incredible amount of success, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He could stop right now, and he's going to be one of the best of his time, without a doubt. But to see that he still has the hunger and wants to try something new and add something to his resume, I, it's just, for me, it's, it's motivational. I, I feel the same way. One day I'd love to have that opportunity to, you know, to step inside his shoes and understand what it was like for him to go through uh, the stock car ranks and, and, and find success on that side of the, uh, of the world. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very encouraged by it. I think he's going to have a blast. I'm really excited to see what he thinks of it. And uh, if he gets a chance to race with us, then we're going to have some fun battling out on the racetrack. I can tell you that. Even Joseph Newgarden getting in on some of our yes. news of the day. Yeah. You can see cool. the, my full interview with Joseph at NBCSports.com. And he lives in Nashville. He's a Nashville yes. native. And I know he was talking yeah. about some of his friends and family kind of rebuilding down yeah, there. Yeah, that's his hometown, obviously. Um, and, and obviously, we all know that the, 
the storm that went through there. So thoughts and prayers with everybody. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. And we're also going to keep keeping an eye, of course, on St. Pete um, next weekend. Hard to believe the IndyCar season uh, getting ready to start. And I think Mike in Pennsylvania may have a question about uh, IndyCar. Hi, Mike. Hi, I love your show. Thank you. Uh, I would like to know who's going to win the IndyCar race at St. Petersburg. And in the future, they should definitely have uh, NASCAR IndyCar doubleheader weekends because to start off this season, uh, the first four IndyCar races, there's a NASCAR Cup race uh, at the same time. And I'd like to know when they can get together at the same time track at the same weekend and that way they don't overlap because i'm a huge fan of both well well i i first of all on the double header thing i think it's an awesome I like it. concept yeah. i i think joseph said it there best motorsports you know i think more so than ever drivers yeah. and motorsport fans are fans of all motorsports yeah. so why not just bring them together yeah. roger penske on coffee with kyle yes brought it up with you i was you. gonna say the same thing he, said, he spoke he wants to it that yeah, he yeah. wants that to happen yeah. roger penske wants something to happen Chances are it's going to happen, okay? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. Chances are it's going to happen. And how can it, like, I just see where it's a no-lose situation yeah. for any of the series. For IndyCar fans that come out and see yeah. NASCAR on the same weekend, NASCAR fans can see IndyCar, expose both series to those different types of fans. And I yep. think it's just overall motorsports as a, as a you know, entity. If we're rising the whole tide... The boats are all right. Yep. Well, and we've seen thing. it. We've seen yep. it with the truck series yes, in IndyCar. Sure. So, yes. in, yep. in essence, NASCAR and IndyCar yep. has had a doubleheader. We'd love to see it with and, the Cup and series. And I think Jimmy Johnson wins St. Pete. Wins. That's, <laughs> that your, that's your pick? That's you your know, you probably pick. shouldn't put money on that <laughs> one. I don't know how well you do. You probably get really good odds. Uh, it's going to be exciting, though. I, and look, I, I don't know. Who do, you, who do you have? Well, the championship went down do to the wire. So I, I think, yeah. obviously, you've got Rossi and the guys like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Scott Dixon. I think there's some interesting people in the field, like Paddle Award at Errol McLaren. Yeah. You've got uh, the other rookie they have there, Oliver Skew. Um, I think Sebastian Bourdais is an interesting story. You know, he's yeah. doing a partial schedule. Uh, he's at Foyt, but he's definitely very motivated to yes. go out and succeed and prove that he belongs in the series yeah. full-time. So I think there's a – St. Pete is always a crazy race – I know you can look at testing a little bit for what yeah. they did there and see who's fast, but I, I think really it's always a wide-open race, and you just think for the last couple of years you've had guys like Bourdais win who you didn't expect. Yeah. So I think that's definitely going to And that's a great point. There's a lot of – St. Pete's first race, a lot of great storylines going into that race, a lot of great reasons to watch to see how it comes out. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. All right, let's head to Texas, right, Joe? Are you in Texas? Oh, Jordan. We're going to start in Indiana. We're going to that's, that's, another, that's another palindrome. Joe to Jordan. Joe, Edison, they both, I got to hit the touch screen. Jordan, I'm sorry. We'll stick with Indiana. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hi. Good. Great. Uh, I was wondering, how would you guys like to see Jeff Gordon return at the uh, Indy Road Course this year? If Jeff Gordon wants to come back, come back. Um, you know, and, and look, here's the way I look at it. Those guys, and, and, and we talked about, you heard Newgarden talk a little bit there. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson has nothing to prove. Tony Stewart has nothing left to prove. Jeff Gordon has nothing left to prove. If they come back to run these races, it's because they want to run these races. It's not to come back to prove that they were the greatest race car driver that ever lived or that they can come back. So if, if that's something that Jeff Gordon would want to try, more power to him, man. I'll buy a ticket and go watch it. I'd, I'd like it. And he keeps yeah. threatening on the broadcast yeah. to hop in a car here once in a while. So yeah. I think he definitely, uh, you know, maybe that's something that happens. Is Indiana boys want to go out and race yeah. in Indiana. Too. All right, we're going to leave Indiana. Remember when I said oh, okay. we're going to talk to Joe in Texas? Leaving Indiana. Oh, we are. Hi, Joe. Sorry for the, the delay there. What's your question for the guys? 
I'm mainly a NASCAR fan, but I've noticed the Chevrolets has got a lot of power this year. You think William Byron or Jimmy Johnson will come in and win a race this year? You know, I I have to say I do. Um, I, I really, you know, Jimmy, they put themselves in position at Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, had a good run at California. Um, and, and as you say, the Chevys are strong this year. Um, Alex Bowman's already knocked that off. Uh, and and I, I think William and those guys are right there. Once they win one, it's going to be that type of momentum where they win a couple of races. So I, I think if the Chevys stay on track with where they're at right now against the competition, then my answer is yes. If the Toyotas find some magic or Ford finds some magic and makes it a little tougher, um, then it, it may be later in the season. But right now, these first few races, it's time. There's blood in the water. The Chevy guys need to attack. And uh, Hendrick Motorsports yeah. has showed up this season. That, and with sure. that new Chevy body, I mean, a lot of people questioned why bring a body for one last, you know, one yeah. year. Well, you're getting the answer. That's and exactly Hendrick right. Motorsports is taking full advantage of it. And I think if you're William Byron, you know, hey, we've got the speed. Alex Bowman showed that. Chase Elliott showed that at Vegas. I think all four Hendrick cars have to be thinking we can show up any week right now and win. And so if we if they continue that speed at Phoenix, being yeah. in the low down four yep. short track S package, I think the Hendrick Motorsports camp is going to be looking at a year of winning multiple races across all four cars. Okay. Where do you want to go next? Because just because I say it doesn't mean that's where we're going to go. I don't know. Give me How some... about California? Is that a palindrome? I like California. Yeah, no, is California a palindrome? Yeah. No, I was just there. No, but Greg is there, and Greg has something to say. Hi, Greg. Hey. Uh, how y'all doing? Um... I'd like to know what you think about a one-race different um, format, like qualifying the cars, doing 25 laps per heat race, then putting them all into like a 150-lap main event. So I think this is going to come up more and more. We're seeing the doubleheader at Pocono this coming year. That's going to be interesting to see how, as a sport, we tackle that, how the teams deal with it and, and such. But, you know, one of the things I always look at when people are talking about different race formats is uh, the Australian Supercar Series because they have about five different race formats. They've got enduro races where they actually have multiple drivers. They even go to this super sprint race where they do like five races in one weekend that are super short. I think all of that is on offer, and I think the biggest thing for NASCAR to look at is sort of gauge how the Pocono one goes and to figure out, you know, there's probably a place where you go too far. Yeah. You know, do we need to have yeah, five races sure. in a weekend sure. of 25 laps? Yeah. Probably not. But is two, yeah. is there three short races that work? I think all that is up for offer, especially bringing in new tracks and new markets to say, how do we put on the best show? Yeah, and I, I think, again, we, we go back to some of Penske's comments on, as you mentioned, on Coffee with Kyle. I, I think there are a lot of, of options on the table. And, and I don't think they've kicked anything off. So this type of, whether it be heat races, whether it be shorter races, whether it be weekday races... Whatever it may be, there's a lot of stuff on the table that will begin to play out over the next few years. And if you haven't seen that coffee with Kyle yet, how good is it? Parker? It's amazing. Incredible. I like it. Roger was very open. I, I thought really it was one of the best yeah. interviews he's ever done. So you must, you must really and like he said, it. Let awesome. me say this. Yeah, he did. Uh, so he did cool. say that. I heard yeah. that. You guys out there have had some great questions today. We're going to keep it going. Coming up, your tweets and Let Me Say This. And our grassroots moment of the week. Warning, there may be some toilet humor. You're in. Ooh. Get it? You're in. For something oh, special. Wow. <laughs> NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Catch action.
action from NASCAR, IMSA, American Flat Track, and the Grassroots with Track Pass on NBC Sports Gold. Don't miss a green flag live, commercial-free, and on-demand. Subscribe today at NBCSports.com slash Track Pass. And here's why you have to subscribe. We have seen clocks, guitars, and swords as trophies. Why not toilets? Our Grassroots Moment of the Week takes us to the Toilet Bowl Classic at Clarksville Speedway in Tennessee, where Booger Brooks... Won the super late model feature, earning $5,000 and the porcelain throne. Wow. There's, there's I feel like all of that there's was something that was just on the I'm, onion, and we just put it to, like, just random dirt track video. Get her done, <laughs> Booger. That really happened? It oh, my God, this, look at that. Look at that. That's, that's trophy, more than a trophy. That's a toilet paper holder. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh, uh, we found I'm this. Through, you have that I guess it's real. We found Listen, this if I know you could win a trophy with toilet I paper, I mean, my track by roots where you can send us your short track photos and videos that's all season long. Impressive. And we're not done yet. We have a fun fact. The first night Booger. of racing in the Toilet Bowl Classic is called Plunger Night. Oh. So you can guess what that winner gets. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think this is real. This is the race where it's not about finishing number one. Oh, Man, she just went there. Uh, that was my version, Let's though. Let me, say, Let's Let me call. Let's take a call. Let me say this. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let me That'll say this, example. people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Sorry, caller. But I'm going to say this. Let me say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen, I will say it forever. <laughs> it just that never gets old. Okay, the plunger. The plunger. Right. All right. So, Nate, what are the fans, uh, what are our friends on social media saying? Okay, first from Amelda. She wants to know, of the current drivers that will be in the Bush Clash next year, and there's not a lot that we know of uh, right now, but who do you think has the best shot at winning on the Daytona Road Course in the Bush Clash next year? Go, Kyle. I'll go. Of the current drivers? Yeah. <laughs> just of, like, who you think will be in the field. I mean, we know, like, former Bush Clash winners, f- former champions, guys who have won polls. That- that's pretty much your Jimmy favorite. Johnson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be my answer to everything Let this me year. Say this. He's going to he, be the one guy we know will not win that race next year. <laughs> he's going to be so. Yeah. Parker, do you have a pick? <laughs> give me one. Give me one to choose from. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't even. You guys, know. Kyle Busch is going to be in it. I guess Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Okay. All right. Yeah, but he's he, he, or former Bush Clash. So here's oh, what we know. Bush Clash. Okay. Who's going to win the Toilet Bowl Classic? Obviously, Jimmy Johnson. Yes, Jimmy Johnson. Okay. We're off to a great start. Let me say this. Hashtag. Let me say this from NJ Brony eleven. Is there a possibility of Jeff Gordon running a Martinsville truck race? Since he did mention it a few years ago, now that Tony Stewart is running the Xfinity race, we just had somebody ask him. Let me be real clear. Gordon run the Xfinity let me race. let me be real real clear. Just because so. just because Tony is going to come back in one race, run one run at mm-hmm. at, at uh, Indy, yep. does not mean that every past champion is going to come back and run a race. Okay, it doesn't mean that. I'm sorry. It's no sign from heaven that everybody's going to start running again. Although I'd like to see Richard Petty run Martinsville. Maybe Carl Edwards will come. But that's a, oh, there's a good one. But he's not a past champion. Sing ya. Um, So here's what I think. And I said it a minute ago, the same same answer. If if they want to come back, if Jeff wants to come back and run Martinsville, wants to run a truck, wants to run an IndyCar, wants to run a Formula One, more power to it. You know what I mean? Because I I think that's cool because you still have that desire and drive to do it. All right. Uh, hashtag, let me say this. Devin wants to know, have you guys heard when the big manufacturer body reveal will be for the next-gen race car? I'm just going to answer this real quick. Probably June, Devin. That's what I've been told. So about three months away is what I'm hearing for next-gen news. Uh, you, hashtag. Oh. You just answered your own yeah, was, I know. Well, I, like I, know. I, I never do that. Nate's so. like, yeah, listen, I'm going to tell you. I was told I to get it. through this fast. I love that. I'm slowing it down. I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, hashtag, let me say this. Jeremy Freeman, with the new 18-inch tire, will teams need to reduce the amount of camber they use to not hit the rim? 
on a thinner tire. Ooh. All right, let me take this Whoa. one. Just yeah. I'm just yeah. <laughs> uh, not knowing the particulars of the suspension setup, knowing yeah. that they changed the front end of that car, they've been yeah. messing with the rear ends. I don't think anyone knows exactly yeah. what that camber setting is going to be, where you're going to be aiming for. Yeah. This is such a new notebook. I don't think there's any way I could yeah. confidently sell, yeah, they're going to run two degrees less front camber. It's like, I have no idea right okay. now. That's right. what I was going to say. Good point. All right, yeah, same here. Yeah, um, question, too. Final hashtag, Wait, let me say this, is for Kyle. It's from Amber, who watched our Splash and Go video yesterday. Uh-huh. You, uh, Kyle, you said the other day that A-level drivers race their competitors harder when they're not friends. Amber's question is, do you think the video game generation throws a wrench into that belief structure? Because, as, you, as we talked about, they haven't been as exposed to fatalities in racing. You know, that's a great question, Um, and I'm not blaming it on... I I don't think there's any particular one... I don't think there's one reason why why drivers react the way they react now compared to what they used to. Um, But that's a a different way to look at it, if if you look at it. Yeah, because, I mean, that does tie into some of the conversations we had after Daytona uh, and the impact that, that Ryan Newman's accident had throughout the garage area and throughout the racing community, that everybody woke up and said... Oh my gosh, this really could happen here, right? Uh, really because involved. it's been so long. So yeah. that very well could. That was a that, that was, was a very answer. thoughtful question. Yeah, that was great. Very and I know, question. you know, I remember weather delay. I think in Texas, where you guys kind of talked about that, the generational divide yes. too, is yes. a discussion that, that's happened. So. Yeah, but yeah, listen, old guys always talk about the generational divide. <laughs> Young guys never talk about the generational. Divide. Yeah, so could you just get to that point? And that's what I said here when we were sitting here last week. Was my dad and those guys didn't like the way Earnhardt and and Rusty and Mark and those guys race. Mark and, and Rusty and, and Earnhardt and those guys, they didn't like it when Jeff came along and, and the way those guys raced. So it's always a generational, it's a change. And that's, we talk about the changing of the cars and how much the evolution of the car has been. The evolution of the NASCAR driver um, is light years from where it was if we go back 15, 20, 30 years ago. Okay. Good stuff. And let me say that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. bring Great it questions. strong. All right. One of the biggest Supercross races of the season happens this weekend at Daytona. Five-time Daytona winner Ricky Carmichael tells us what to expect. Things could get heated when we come back. Victory at Daytona, it just means more. Monster Energy Supercross returns to the World Center of Racing for the 50th annual Daytona Supercross Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern on NBCSN. The checkers for Ricky Carmichael. Ricky Carmichael who takes the checkers for the second consecutive year here at Daytona International Speedway. Ricky Carmichael, it's official, the winner of the Daytona Supercross. Ricky Carmichael does it again for the fourth time consecutively. Here he is, Ricky Carmichael to the checkered flag and a record fifth win here at Daytona. And if you are keeping track, yes, he has won it five times. He is also the track designer. Ricky Carmichael is one of the biggest stars in Daytona Supercross history. He joins us now. And, Ricky, this year even more special. What does Daytona's 50th mean to you? Well, it's very special, and to win there five times is uh, is definitely incredible. Anytime you can win at Daytona is special, but this being the 50th running of the Daytona Supercross, we've implemented uh, a few things from the decades of racing at Daytona Supercross into the racetrack that we're really excited about. We've got one of the original tunnels ever at Daytona Supercross implemented onto the track. You'll see it there. It's going to be right along uh, pit lane there. 
Very, very exciting. I think the fans are going to love it. We've got an over-the-wall jump that's going to be really exciting to watch, too. And uh, the track's going to be a little bit longer, kind of like it used to be back in the early days, 50 years ago, and kind of even in my day. I'm dating myself with that, but really exciting. Well, we're taking a look at it, and so fans can kind of see how it's going to all go down. We're excited to see some of those older elements um, implemented in the track. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to see, but I think, to be fair, we have to go back to what we've already seen, um, the tension between Eli Tomac and Justin Barsha last week. Um, for fans who, who may have missed it, um, there was sort of pushing, shoving contact on the track, then words exchanged, riders calling the moves even dirty. Let's take a listen. Here you see it a little bit. Here's how it all went down. It was dirty. Not you can be aggressive. You watch my press. Still, still, still rapping, dude. No, it wasn't. Have you ever passed anyone clean without touching someone's bike? This year. And yeah, this year. Guess what will it mean for the way these two race each other moving forward? Well, it was definitely a tight track and hard to get by guys in Atlanta last week. So, I mean, hey, these guys are going for a championship. Definitely Eli Tomac uh, made some enemies. There's no doubt about it. And you don't want to do that this time of the year. Now he's tied in points. It's going to be interesting. I can tell you Ken Roxon has zero enemies on the track. So hopefully Eli won't be needing a favor and to get by any of these guys uh, because if he does need a favor, I don't see them rolling over for him and letting him by. But it creates a lot of drama, and that's what we love to see on NBCSN. And uh, I, you know what? I, I, uh, I just can't believe what I saw. And uh, coming from Justin Barsha, which we all know how aggressive he is, he was, um, he was pretty upset with the pass that uh, Eli Tomac tried to make on him, and he thought it was over the line aggressive. Kind of weird coming from a guy whose nickname is Bam Bam, but hey, it's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I don't think we've seen the last of this. I was just going to ask, as a writer yourself, I mean, those, it's hard to sort of let a grudge go, right? You guys see each other every week. That stuff sort of continues. Yeah, it absolutely does. And, you know, Justin's not going to forget. And if there's one guy you don't want to make upset on the track, it's Bam Bam, Justin Barsha. So, like I said, I don't think we've seen the last of this. Uh, it's not a position that I would want to be in if I was Eli Tomac. Uh, Eli is riding well, but uh, that's one distraction that uh, he doesn't need to be dealing with. All right. And before we let you go, I mean, you talk about the older elements, maybe a throwback being thrown in the course design at Daytona. How about this throwback for you? This was, a uh, oh, it was 2006 when I was interviewing you. Um, I, I don't know if that was your, one of your Daytona wins. It could have been, you won so many that year. So we look like babies. <laughs> Ricky, we look like yeah, babies. I I know. Where, where does the time go? It seems like it was just yesterday. But yeah, I did win that. If, you're, if you remember, Stuart was beating me and Chad. I mean, he was gone and he had a really bad crash. Remember, he almost took out one of the camera guys. He flipped over it's the right. berm. His bike, it looked really violent, like oh the bike gosh, yeah. was flipping all over the place. But yeah, I remember that was a I, I got a gift that night, but I'll take it anyway that take I can. It. Take it. Awesome. We look <laughs> forward to it. Thanks, Ricky. Yeah, thank you. And this Sunday on NBCSN, we'll have the season opener for Moto2 at the Grand Prix of Qatar. And next Saturday, March 14th, it's a Daytona doubleheader on Track Pass, the historic Daytona 200 and the season opener for American Flat Track, the Daytona TT. It's going to be good. And I know you like that Tomac versus... Yeah, next Marcia. Tuesday, we're going to show video of those guys grocery shopping. Um, 
So we've got video of that. That'll be coming next Tuesday on Motor Mouse. So please tune in. The grocery shopping. I knew, I knew he had something to say, right? <laughs> no reference to the. Uh, there we have it. Drivers. Drivers. All right, let's go back. Let's see, if, uh, no. let's see if Tom. Tom, let's, uh, let's head to Washington. Hi, Tom. What have you got? Well, I got a couple questions. I want to know how I go about getting on that charity ride with Teddy there. And why don't they use the jack they use on IndyCars on NASCAR? Well, okay. Uh, go to CalPettyCharityRide.com, and they'll send you some information on the motorcycle ride. That's one that's out of the way. The jack thing is we've just never had the hydraulic jacks. And uh, listen, we at, at one point in time, we ran 3,900-pound stock cars. Um, and the amount of hydraulic fluid and the, and the program or the, the, the equipment you would have to have on board is just NASCAR's never gone to that. And, and I'm not saying they won't go to that at some point yeah. in time. I won't say they won't go to that uh, because I've driven sports cars and driven other cars where it's there. And it is a cool it, it's a cool system, but we just don't do it. And, and you would have to ask somebody higher up the ladder. But. We still like the ballet. Plus, there's something stock car about having to actually crank it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even though it's only done in about a pump and a half. Yeah, it's true. still It's still stock. We're not going to the trunk and pulling it out yeah. and all that stuff. That's cool. Well, and, and Kyle's very humble. If you can't be on location for the Kyle Petty Charity Ride, you can always donate. I know you said oh, you yeah. have the website. True that. But anybody that. at home can yes. be a part just by donating because it all goes to the Follows. kids. Yeah. Thank you so, very much. It's fun to follow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank sure. you. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Logan is in Connecticut. We haven't been to Connecticut yet. Hey. Hi, Logan. Do you have like a question? Um. Yes. Uh, I want to know what we can see in the evolution of NASCAR. Wow. That's what great, What can we expect Logan? in the evolution, the evolution of, NASCAR. of NASCAR? And I guess in terms of, like, the cars or just the sport in general? Um, maybe, like, how the cars look, um, safety stuff about the cars. Anything All right. Like so, I love it. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, thank great you. question, bud. Great question. And uh, home state Connecticut. Love that. Yep. Love to hear NASCAR fans Connecticut. I'd say the the – what we're seeing with the Gen 7 car is going to be the next evolution, yeah. you know, where that leads in terms of what powers it in the future. Will we end up with hybrid engines in there? I think there's a lot of things you're going to see, Logan, that are going to be about the sport moving forward and closer yeah. to what's relevant on the road, getting away from sort of the, the same design we've had yeah. for the last 30 years and yeah. saying, hey, let's be a little bit more open about getting the car manufacturers involved in that sort of thing so that they can feel like there's a closer a resemblance to the road in some respects. Yeah, the baseline of, of where we're starting to the, develop yep. these cars have moved. And um, hopefully the racing will be more entertaining. Uh, it'll be visually more stimulating to fans um, and bring you guys closer to it. So yeah. I'm excited about it. We love that Logan was a part of the show today. Thanks. Yeah, All right. Question. Coming up, this weekend's race provides a bit of a teaser for the season finale. We're going to discuss that as NASCAR continues its run out west when we come back. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. The recently renovated Raceway in Phoenix will now take over in 2020 Championship Weekend from Homestead Miami Speedway. Whoa. What? I believe that Phoenix will deliver as the finale. This is certainly a different kind of racetrack. And it's the kind of racetrack that we should expect to see a good race. You know, to have that move to, to Phoenix is a, a great racetrack to put on a great show for a championship finale. 
With Phoenix as the new home of the championship, this weekend's race in the desert will be an important one. According to Vegas, Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. are the early favorites. Last week's winner, Alex Bowman, an Arizona native, has 18 to one odds, and you guys talked about this a little bit. You had yeah. what? You had like your. I wouldn't take those top two, but I'd take Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. Okay, that's yeah. your. All right, let's go ahead and get back to the calls. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Georgia, I think. Jeff in Georgia, is that you? Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. All right, I, I got it right. I, I got think. it right. Thank you. <laughs> my, my question is do y'all think that Denny Hamlin will be able to pull it off, pull it off like he did in the Daytona 500? So will Denny Hamlin this win weekend? Phoenix? Yeah. Are you asking? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, dang, man. I mean, Denny's had some great races there, but the one that's the miserable race, <laughs> you just seem every time I go to, to to Phoenix, I think about Denny sitting on the pit road and throwing yeah. that Coke bottle. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? At the, at the end of that, because it was such a devastating race. But um, you know, the Toyotas have run good out there, and you said I'm not going to take these top two, but I'd take Chase and some of those. Chase. Yep. Man, it's been strong out there. I mean, I I just believe with this downforce package, uh, with Goodyear's new tire, that I do I believe we're going to see a good race. But I don't know who's going to pop out of this group. Yeah. I, I really don't. I'll I mean, just say that drive tough. by it's Denny tough. last yes. fall, yes. That, it was one of the greatest Game impressive. 7 rise-up moments yes. I've ever seen in this Had sport. To. I think that's what he's so good at, yeah. and he's obviously very good at short tracks, so there's no doubt. If, they, yeah. if Joe Gibbs' cars are up to snuff, I absolutely think he'll be a threat for the win. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's head to uh, right here in North Carolina. Hi, Alex. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. What's your question? Uh, all right. So, obviously, the Hendrick Chevys have shown a lot of power and success to start the season. With that being said, Alex Bowman coming off his victory this past weekend. Do you think he'll be able to carry that success on into the chase and compete for a championship this year? I, I, I believe so, yes. And I, I look at Vegas the week before. If that race doesn't get, have a caution for uh, Ross spinning out, he yeah. probably passes Blaney to win yeah. that race. And then if he goes out there and has the performance he did at California, that's two in a row. I mean, this, yeah. he has obviously yeah. risen up. Uh, we know he's in a bit of a, a tricky contract year in that sense, yeah. and I think he's proving why he deserves to be in that 88 car, and this is what he's been waiting for. You know, if you think of the time he's been at Hendrick, it's been an odd time for Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, they struggled through times of not having the speed, not having the cars where they wanted, and now they've showed up with this new body and have just arrived yeah. on the scene, and so he's taking full advantage of it, and I think there's no doubt that he's working very hard off the track. Um, he's showing up on the track, and I think Alex Bowman will definitely be a contender in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, let's get to some more calls. We're going to try to get as many of you in as we can. Uh, Eddie, how are you? What's your question? Uh, doing well. Um, Kyle, my grandfather watched you win your last race, and he had you at 40 to 1 odds. Who do y'all think is going to wow. be a good nice. super pick? Um, you know what? If, if, and the odds were just up there. Alex Bowman at 18 to 1 is a good pick. I, I, I think, I mean, when we go back, let's go back to when Alex filled in for Dale Jr. there. Yeah. The inexperienced beating, inexperienced beating, that last restart, the inexperienced beating uh, there then. So I, I think, and you mentioned it, he could be two in a row sitting here right yeah. now, headed into this race. So no doubt. Uh, for me at 18 to 1, that's a that's a great pick. And I'd say uh, Eric Jones at 30 to 1 and Kurt Busch at 30 to 1. Those two oh, are ones Kurt that's is 30, 30 to 1 sticks are out to me in a Chevy. Money, huh? Yeah, I'm saying just if you want to sleep Wow. Pick, that's probably, I don't think they'll stay there for long, especially after right. practice. So yeah. check out Kurt Busch and Eric Jones. Oh my goodness, we're getting all sorts of We're all in the bed here. Yeah. All right. 
I may All gamble. Right. I know. <laughs> I think you will. All right. We're going to take one last batch of phone calls. We're going to try to get some more in when we return here on Motor Mouth. Welcome back. Hey, a special reminder, Matt Benedetto will be our special guest yes. next Thursday on Motormouth. So far. All right, we've got time for a few more calls. Let's try to get a, a few more in. We're excited, though, to have Matt in next week. Uh, Cody, Pennsylvania. Hi, Cody. What's your question? Hi, I have a question for Parker. Um, okay. Daniel Suarez, he's um, had a rough few weeks to start out the season with his new team, Got Brothers Racing. You used to race for them. How hard is it for a small team like Gaunt Brothers Racing to compete with the big teams like Kendrick Moore Sports and Joe Gibbs Racing? It's incredibly tough. It's a great question. I think a lot of people, you know, have been looking at that situation, wondering, you know, what's the really expectation? And I think for that team, you know, this was a very late deal. Uh, obviously, you know, that it came together late, so it's very hard to prepare for. And I think the hardest thing also is for a lot of small teams with the new car coming in 2021, how much resources can they possibly dedicate to this season? Yeah. So it's an incredibly hard year for Gaunt Brothers Racing to make that jump full-time from what we were doing last year. We ran 14 races. It's a huge amount of resources yeah. they've had to put together in a small, sort of, a small amount of time. Marty Gaunt is a great operator. He's a great team owner. He does everything right. So I have no doubt they will figure it out. But I think early on, we have to kind of let them get their footing a little yeah. bit. And I, I know okay. it's, it was very uh, upsetting for them to miss the Daytona 500, but I think Give them a little time. Let them get through these motions, get through some cars, and you'll definitely see that 96 pickup performance. Yeah. All answer, right. I think we have time for one more. So let's go to Wisconsin. We haven't heard from Wisconsin yet. Hi, John. Do you have a question? Hi, Krista. Yeah, you guys are doing a great show tonight. Uh, I'm really enjoying the show. I have a question for Krista. Everybody's talking about Jimmy Johnson doing different things and everything. The way you act on the show here, goofing off and everything, do you ever want to do stand-up? Do I want to stand up? Oh my god! I would yes. love to. Do you think? Do you think I'm funny, John? This is amazing. Yeah, do you I want really a club in Wisconsin? <laughs> yep, you're really great. I enjoy you so much on the, your podcast. My new favorite call. My new That's favorite call. Thank, thank you, John. That's a great one. What a great way. That's a great. I think one. I'm hilarious. That is I'm great. Hilarious. I agree. I think yes. you're very funny. Yes. Thank very you. Funny. Very kind. That's you great. should do that. Hey, we heard from 14 different states tonight. That's wow. going to do it for us. We brought you bikes, open wheel, full fenders, plus a toilet bowl. Show has been full, Clark. It is full, full Clark. Enjoy complete. the racing this weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.